You're listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the Word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. How's everybody today? Excellent. Two thumbs up over there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to get started, so please take a seat. I love seeing you all welcome each other. That's, it's very warm. Uh, Jesus loves that. I love to see that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to continue on preaching this series, uh, Truths to Live By. And last week, Andrew had an excellent sermon on consecration. And uh, when you do that, you get a blessing from God. So definitely watch that one on YouTube. It's really good. But I'm going to continue on, and I'm expecting God to do really great things today as I talk about stewardship. Stewardship. So for the kids, to steward something is to take care of something. That's for the kids. (laughs) So lately, I've been feeling a big challenge from God, and it's is to prepare myself for his second coming. And, you know, we're all meant to share the gospel. That's important. Not only to do that, but to occupy and to fill the earth. That's a call from God. Because we're not meant to just be saved, go to church, go back home, eat, watch a movie, sleep, repeat, right? That's, we're not pets. We're beyond. We're greater than pets, okay? We're the sons and daughters of the most high God, right? We're meant to be loving, caring, to exude just the grace from God, to to see and experience miracles, signs and wonders, prophecy. But most of all, to, to exude love that covers a multitude of sins, right? So important. And guys, I can see that. Like, imagine hope for today in Waterford. Like, imagine what it's going to be like when, like, when it's close to the second coming of Jesus. There's going to be, like, competitions of, of love and who can produce the best products, who can produce the best services. It's going to be a, a love competition. That's going to be the currency. That's kind of what God's been showing me. But it starts with you guys to plant the seeds to steward the little that God has given you. Because when you steward the little, God will give you more. You know, we can't just say, God, I want more blessings from you. Sometimes you have to steward the blessings that he's already given you, and then he'll give you more when you can be trusted. You know, it's like you have a child, you, you love your child, and he's asking for a gun. You're not going to give him a real fully loaded shotgun, you're going to give him like a squirt gun instead. You're not going to put him in danger in a sense, because too much, too much to handle, uh, it can lead to downfall, right? But Jesus is coming back, and we need to take action. I want to really emphasize that. And Hope for Today Church is going to be, and is, a church that takes action. Amen? Amen. Okay. We're going to get started. I'm going to talk about my main passage. So let's 
Throw that up on the screen, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. This is the ESV version, by the way. And it's the parable of the talents. This is one of my favorite par uh, parables that Jesus talks about. So this is Jesus talking. So, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. So there's a master and there are servants, okay? Verse 15. To one, the master gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to their ability. And then the master went away. So he who had received the five talents went at once and he traded with them. You know, he invested, he, he made a few phone calls, and he made the talents grow. He made five more talents. So also, the one who had the two talents, he made two more. But he who had received only one talent, he went and he dug it in the ground, and he hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents. And he said, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then, and he who also had the two talents, he came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here you are. I have made two talents more. And the master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And finally, he also who had received the one talent, he came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the man who made ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, that's the, that's the passage. Pretty heavy stuff, right? Jesus is saying we need to prepare. We need to get ready because he is coming back to settle accounts, okay? And I need to explain what the talents represent, okay? The talents at the time when the Romans were occupying Jerusalem, uh, they, they were the largest standard currency at the time. So a day's wages, for example, uh, a drachma is a day's wage, right? But a talent is actually worth 6,000 drachma coins. So if we do some hypothetical math for all you accountants, 
let's say there's, you're making 25 bucks an hour, you work eight hours a day, you get $200, okay? You multiply that 6,000 times, that's $1.2 million. That's a lot of money, right? So that's more than 16 years of work, no break, no holidays, no golfing on the weekends, no Sabbaths, no poker nights, just straight work. It's crazy. So even the person who received one talent, he was entrusted with over a million dollars. That's, so a lot of the times we look down upon that one guy, but he actually, he did have the ability to be able to handle it, otherwise Jesus wouldn't have given it to him, right? So, let's actually hone in on verse 15. It's very important to know what qualified these men to receive the talents. And it clearly says, I'm just gonna reiterate, that the master gave the talents according to their current ability, all right? So I'm really gonna hone in on that today. I'm not really gonna talk about how to invest and stuff and how to like tithe and give offerings. I'm gonna focus on stewarding your giftings. And the Greek word for actually ability that's used in that verse 15 is pronounced dunamis. And it means inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature, or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth effort. I'll say that again, a person who exerts and puts forth effort. Dunamis, all right, so Jesus is, ex he's really expecting us to put in the work, you know, do the homework, it's study time, it's time to prepare, all right? So that means that these guys, these three men, they had developed skills in order to multiply the talents, otherwise God wouldn't have given it to them, right? And it says that two of them traded to make more. I love how we can actually interpret talents as literal talent, literal skills, skill sets that we can work on, because Jesus, he is waiting for us to occupy the earth. He is waiting for us to spread his kingdom in and through us, in the workplace, at home, in your family, that's where it starts, in the family is where it starts, with your friends, you know, wherever you are. And I do think, as believers, we are meant to be talented at whatever we do. You know, talent, it's not just to be gifted at something, but to be talented is, is to work at it. Like, I love, I love this worship team because we're all, we're all very talented. And I don't say that to toot our horns. I'm just saying we've put in the work. We've put in the effort and the time to get where we are today, and we're only gonna get better. That's, that's just, uh, you know, that's just, just how it is. So we need to become the very best at what we're called to do. And for some, that might start at your current occupation. It could be whatever it may be. I'm just gonna throw out some random jobs. It could be, you know, hairdressing, teaching, painting, catching babies at the hospital, whatever it may be. It starts at, at the workplace, you know? Whatever you may do, God wants you to be anointed, to be entrusted with the little that you are given, and he will give you more, more authority. But you have to be passionate. You have to work for the Lord as if you're working for God, right? 
And, and I, gotta, I gotta say this again, we are meant to occupy the earth. We're not just meant to take up a residence and eat, sleep like, a, like an animal, right? We're meant to be stewards. This is not a discussion about, not so much about money, but actual skills. So I'm gonna talk about my first point, stewarding your abilities. We look in the Bible, and I love the example of King David because he was the benchmark of all the kings of Israel. And it was because of his obedience to God. It was because God trained him up as a boy when he was just a shepherd, tending the flocks and chasing away and battling the lions and the bears and whatever else came to attack the sheep at night. David developed so many skills and especially music, which is something I can really relate to. He had a real anointed talent to play the harp. And we can see in the Bible that over time when Saul took him in, he was able to use that talent and he was able to gain favor with King Saul. And he found himself in places where probably he felt like he didn't belong. He's like, wow, like I'm in the king's court and he recognizes me for my, my skill. So that's something to think about. We really need to, don't take for granted the, the hobbies that you have. Even the hobbies are really important because God might want to use that and place you in certain areas and you might find yourself or think, wow, like how am I here? I don't belong here. Um, and yeah, like God wants me, for example, to be the best meat packer at VG. I try my best. I, I am recognized by the four brothers. They, they, they see I'm very fast at what I do. They hold me in high, high esteem because of my heart, my attitude, and my work ethic, my willingness. And even when I'm about to punch out, I put, I put in my pin. Before I hit punch out, I hear Chad, one of the four brothers, he's like, Isaiah. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> he wants something. <laughs> but it's okay because I know that if I do whatever he wants, like I'll be recognized. And it's, it's all for God, not just to be recognized. But I know that when, when I do what they want with a cheerful heart, uh, the Lord is proud. The Lord is happy, you know. And, and as a pastor, am I where I want to be? Currently, there are so many things where I want to improve on. So I write stuff down where I can clearly see that I'm falling short, where I can make improvements. It's a long way to go, but I, I love what I do. I truly do. Um, for a more practical sense, talking about, you know, let's say your goal, I know some, some of you here are uh, photographers, and that was just one of the examples that came to my head. It's like, how can we steward that ability? How can we steward that talent? You become a talented photographer from learning from the best, right, in the area or by taking some courses online. Maybe you do some trial and error. You try and perfect your shots over time with the lighting, the angles, and then, and then you become very good, very talented, right? And then you can take it to the next level by developing those people skills where you can make people just feel so at ease. I remember where I was with my family, we were doing a family photo, and the photographer was amazing. He made us feel like just so relaxed because before coming, I was really angry. I was just really upset about something. I don't even know what it was about, but the photographer he saw, I was really rigid, and I was just like, yeah, my brother's laughing. He, I think he remembers this. Um, but as we were you know, 
posing and just put into position. It was just like magic. It was the photographer had a gift for making the people feel really relaxed. So it's, it's just that little attention to detail that can take you from a good um, skill set to a great. And it's only that seven to eight percent, right? And learn from the best. Learn from the best. So my point, my point number two is actually stewarding your time. The way that you look after your time, it signifies what actually matters to you the most. And it also signifies what actually doesn't matter. <laughs> it shows both things. I have a verse from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Um, it's not on the computer, so don't worry about that. So therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. And the best example that I can find in the Bible for someone who stewarded their time was, was Joseph. When he was privileged to go before uh, Pharaoh and interpret the dream, and he said there's going to be seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine. You guys remember that? So when Joseph was put in charge, second in command, he was given the responsibility to come up with the plan on how they can um, prosper not only a lot during the seven prosperous years, but the seven years of famine. Could you imagine if, if Joseph, he, he didn't start planning because he was procrastinating with that until the seventh year? Like that would have been a disaster. It would have been a completely different Bible story. So kudos to Joseph. <laughs> Preach. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So we seriously need to consider Joseph and his ability to make that schedule. He was able to put away little pieces of grain like every often. He, I'm sure he started in the first year. He didn't start in the seventh year, right? So we need to consider coming up with a daily schedule. This is a really practical message. Um, I, used to, I used to do this on Google, Google Calendar. Do you guys use Google Calendar at all? Not really? That's okay, that's okay. Um, I first discovered it when I went to Bible school, and there was, this, there was this girl that I really admired, and yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So she, she, she showed me her schedule one day, and I was like totally dumbfounded. It looked like a unicorn like threw up all over her computer screen, because it was just like multi like red, yellow, green, and blue in there too, and they were like overlapping and stuff. It was like, I just, I was dumbfounded. It was jam-packed. It had her sleep schedule, study time, prayer time, bathroom breaks, like everything. It was, she was hardcore. So, so I became inspired, and I, I started to use it, and it really helped me to show, wow, like I'm wasting a lot of time at school, because there's always three things at school. Like, you want to, you can only pick two, study, friends, or sleep. And I, 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 pecked, I picked uh, sleep and friends a lot of the time. But we got to schedule our time and be serious because Jesus is coming back. He's given you responsibilities. He's given you a task at hand, a purpose and a place. Wherever you are placed right now is not by mistake. You know, you might think you're running away like Jonah, but even, even though Jonah was running away, God redirected his path. 
God always maneuvered him. So wherever you are in faith, you got to believe that God is moving you wherever you need to go. You are in his hands. You are his sheep. And he is the, the best shepherd ever. And when you finally make that time, what are you spending your time on? Because, you know, no matter how busy you are, are you making the time to impact the people around you? Are you making the time that's going to change lives, that's going to be sharing the character of God, and even better, sharing the gospel, right? And discipline is key. It makes the world of difference. Like, no, no, no excellent person who has excellence in them, they, they always have discipline. Like, there's no excellent person that doesn't have that. So be mindful of that. Take the time to document what you're wasting your time on. It could be too much Netflix. You know, it could be, it could be 10, 10 p.m. and your favorite show comes on. Maybe it's like an hour long. And then by the time you go to grab the remote, oh, the next episode's already started. Ah, I might as well watch another one. Why not? They get you. They get you really good. Same with Amazon. But yeah, um, when you steward your time, you're going to be given more opportunities by God, believe me, to do the things that you love. God knows what you love. You know, I didn't, I didn't pick up drums or guitar by mistake. Like, God led me to that place. Um, maybe you aren't satisfied in life because you haven't made the time to understand what God wants you to do because you have the talents. It is within you. Everything that you need is within you. You just got to bring it out. And sometimes to bring it out, you really got to quiet yourself. Most of the time, like the devil wants you to just be afraid, to be full of anxiety and just worried about, you know, your whatever it is it could be. And then your brain waves are going to be, this is kind of like scientific, but when you are stressed out, you're in beta, beta waves. When you're relaxed and doing work and creative, that's alpha waves. And then when you take the time to close your eyes do, and just breathe, just take a deep breath, you'll, you'll drift into theta waves. And that is the state of mind where you can really hear God's voice really clearly when you take the time to quiet yourself. Take the time to go to that secret place. Too many of us are complacent with our current habits and routine. You know, it, it's crazy how you can have the same routine for 10 years and you think, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> to, like, it's okay if you're experiencing the miraculous, if you're experiencing an awe, a sense of awe and wonder of God in that routine, right? But are you, are you helping people? Because the body of Christ, we're meant to help first one another, and then you are meant to help those outside the church, okay? So my, point, my third point is steward the high-caliber people in your life. Because the people in your life that really stand out to you, that you have access to, take advantage of that time, of that season where you are together. I have a verse from Proverbs 13, 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. What kind of relationships are you stewarding in your life right now? Whenever you find a high quality person, yeah, 
ask them questions. If, if there is somebody with, a, like let's say you want to learn guitar, and you, know, you might think, well, it might be too expensive to take guitar lessons. Maybe I can look online, or maybe I can find somebody uh, who I know who's really skilled at doing that. So keep an eye on those people. Who has the most impact on your life? Maybe, maybe you want to buy more books and, and have more teaching, right? Uh, whatever it might be. It could be gardening. It could be learning how to cook. It's pretty important. Maybe if you don't feel challenged, like with your spiritual life, I can definitely recommend you some books. I know a lot of different perspectives that might challenge you. It's nice to have Christian friends, right? That they all give you a different piece of the puzzle. A lot of the puzzles that God has given me in my walk with God is the conscious mind, music, frequency, essential oils. And actually, speaking of essential oils, I'm just going to deviate really quickly um, and plug this. But God has been really teaching me that you can actually heal parts of your soul with oils. Um, because oils have a frequency to it, and your body, there, there's a, I know this guy, he has this quantum computer, and I paid, I paid for a session, and he can tell just by like sending a zap, he can tell what I have uh, been sick with in the past, which is pretty crazy. And he recommends that, recommends that oils can help because they also carry a frequency. But anyway, aside from that, Whomever you spend time with, what kind of influence do you want to rub off on you? What kind of character do you want to have rub off on you? At Bible school, there was so many different people, so many hardworking people there. Some people were there to get married. Some people were there to actually learn and study the Bible. And I remember this one guy, his name was Colin. He was an amazing and is an amazing worship leader and just musician. I really gravitated towards him. I was actually kind of scared of this guy because in first year, he was always kind of alone by himself, kind of head down. It was a, it was a hard time in his life, at the, and I had no idea. But I saw that he played guitar. I'm like, I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> so I did, and we became like really good friends. And I became a, a way better musician because I surrounded myself with somebody who was better than me, right? We, I know the worship team always talks about that, and we really, we really want to honor Brad and John for all that they do, for all that they teach, because when we come near and when we acknowledge that they know more than, than us, let's just do what they say, and good stuff's going to happen. <laughs> Everything's going to be in key. You know, they're going to point out what I can work on. So it's, it's amazing, right? It's, it's, it's good to surround yourself with those people. Maybe... Maybe somebody who seems to walk in a certain gifting that you really admire. It could be, it could be a spiritual gift, too. Maybe, maybe it's the gift of faith. Maybe it's the gift of prophecy or a gift of knowledge. You know, like, when we want to learn about that, we can go to those people and ask them questions and kind of ask, how does that work, right? It's really, it's super good to know what your weaknesses are, too as a soldier in God's army. Like, we have these talents, and we want to be qualified. I really want to make this point. You remember that third guy in that parable who received that one talent, and he ended up burying it? He actually was qualified, like I said before, to handle that talent. Um, but he had, he had a weakness in his heart. 
he thought in his mind that his master was a hard man. He thought that, well, he's asking the impossible. How can I reap in a, a plot of soil where there's no seed being sown? It seems like a waste of time. It seems impossible that this master is always asking these things. So he's a hard man. He's, a, he's asking the impossible. So he didn't have faith. And he ended up burying his talent because he was scared. He didn't know. He didn't know how, how to overcome that. And fear can rob you of your courage. Fear can rob you of your faith. So we need to draw near to God and ask for more faith. Help my unbelief. That's a really good prayer to pray because it's, it's, it's honesty and God loves honesty. So just, yeah, again, think about that one thing to steward better in your life. It doesn't have to be money, although it's very, money is very important. Like budgeting is important. Um, it could be anointing, gifting. It could be math, marketing, studying, taxes, like whatever it may be. Pick one thing and really run with it. If you feel like, yeah, I feel like God really wants me to do this. And oftentimes God will give me a dream and he'll, he'll confirm with me, like, like, I want you to talk to this person when you wake up. It's like, okay, God. <laughs> so he will, he will give you that, that nudge and steer you. Like, a, like I was saying before, no matter where you are, God will guide you and he will direct you. Even though you may make your plan, God will direct your feet, which is so comforting, right? So in conclusion, like, I really want you all to think and to take action. You're action takers, right? Write down what you're going to do to improve your life. I, I did the example of photography earlier, um, it could, but it could be anything. Like for me, I'm, I'm studying marketing. I'm studying Instagram. I'm studying like different things, how I can market the youth group, right? Because I want to be a good steward of the little that God is giving me. So that's just a really practical thing. So what kind of abilities are you stewarding? Number one, are you putting in the time to do so? Because even the guy who is qualified, the guy with the one talent, he, he was lacking something. He was lacking the, the courage and the understanding of his master. That he wasn't really a, that much of a hard man. He just didn't understand exactly what he was looking for. So fear can rob you of taking action. And thirdly, do you have the people to help you with your weaknesses or to nurture your strengths? People to hold you accountable. Because if you're the best at what you do, that's great, but let's strive for excellence. We're working for the king of kings. There is another level. It's time to level, up, to level up yourself, all right? It's time to go to that next ring in that ladder and to keep going, to keep going for God because Jesus is coming soon and he wants you to occupy and fill the earth with his glory, with his presence, with your whatever, you, whatever it is that you carry, your, your influence, wherever you carry that. Whenever you walk in that room, do you, do you carry that commanding presence? I'm not saying you have to, but what I'm saying is, is your heart in the right place? Is your mind full of weakness? Is your mind always worried about things? You know, take the time to write down your thoughts, the, the thoughts that you're really struggling with. So write things down this week, all right? Take some action. What abilities are you stewarding? Are you putting in the time? 
What can you take away from your schedule that's wasting your time? And who is surrounding your life? Who are the quality people that you are stewarding in your life, okay? Those are my points. And like I said before, steward the little that you have, and when you do, more will be given to you. So I would love to call up the worship team and uh, call up Pastor Andrew. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to pray for you guys, and then I'm going to give it to Pastor Andrew. So let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the little that you have given us. And thank you, God, that you've given us the plan. Everything that you have in store, it is meant to prosper us. It is meant to take us to that next level. It is meant to give us new life, satisfaction. God, even even if there are struggles, we will persevere. We will rise up to the challenge because God, without a challenge, how can we grow? How can we move, God? So thank you for the challenges. We don't want to pray and say, God, take away these challenges. But God, we thank you for these things. We thank you for maybe these confrontations at work, maybe these confrontations in the family because that exposes my character. So God, thank you for those things. Lord, I pray that um, you would make us really, really conscious of the little that you've given us, that you would make us aware because a lot of us are running on autopilot, but it's time to wake up. It is time to rise up to the occasion, to the call of God that's on our lives. And maybe you're not called to be a pastor, that's okay. Maybe you're not called to do public speaking, that's okay. But wherever you are called, like I said, God, thank you that you are guiding them. You are guiding them wherever they go, so we will not be afraid. We will take heart. We will be steadfast. For God, you are our fortress. You are our strong tower. We will put our trust in you. Even though the arrows may fly by day and the pestilence comes at night, I proclaim the word of God that you are my shield. You are our shield. You are our buckler. God, you are the one to raise your mighty right hand and and destroy our enemies. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in Jesus' name, I thank you that you're here. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to hand it off to Pastor Andrew. Powerful word, very practical. Thank you, Pastor Isaiah. As he was sharing, I was in the back, and I I sensed the Lord uh, give me a word in unison with what you were preparing. And I believe it's very, it's, it just harmoniously fits with even what he just prayed. Was the, in the scripture we're told that we're uniquely seated in Christ. Think about it. Because we're uniquely situated and seated in Christ, you have everything that you need to fulfill what he's called you to. That very talent, whatever it may be. And so this word was so practical and so impactful. And that prayer, I, I, I sensed uh, uh, just a, an anointing in this place, just like Charlize, but through Isaiah, but in this house for us to spring forward like a springboard. We're going to spring into this new year, each one of us. Pastor Isaiah, with the youth and the young people here, young people are not the future, they're the now. And we need to come alongside them, encourage them. So anytime you see Isaiah, you see him around, what he's putting time into, encourage him. Say, Isaiah, you're doing a great job. Keep up the great work. And he's always looking for help. He's always looking for help. And so I say that purposefully with the 
next steps, those talents when you go out into other places, what are some of those here in this church assembly? What is the Lord putting on your heart in areas that you can serve? Maybe it's with the youth. Maybe it's an area of worship through song. Maybe it's with tech and media. Maybe it's helping with set up, tear down. Maybe it's helping with the children. Or maybe God has blessed you another area. Maybe with finance and, and you're going to help resource other areas, other projects. Whatever those talents may be, bless you that next step. And so let's heed what Isaiah has shared this afternoon. It spoke to me, ministered to me. Let's not be afraid and step forward. Amen. So worship team, go ahead and, and lead us as we close this out. So glad you're here with us this afternoon. Let's praise the Lord together. Amen. What a fitting song. This is a new song. Uh, I think it'll catch up pretty quick. It's such powerful words. So feel free to stand with me if you're able. Let's worship together. Words, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Everything around me may be shaken. I've never been more glad I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He is faithful through every generation. And that's so why. Why would we think we fail now? He won't. He will never fail. He will always be there for us. So if you're listening with me when you're able.
was preaching the word, no matter where you are, he will guide you, he will direct you. Even the ones who aren't saved, the Bible says it's the goodness of the Father that draws us in closer. And then the Holy Spirit does the watering, he does the work. All right, so I wanna sing that bridge again. 